Welcome to Podcasts, recorded live at the Center for Spiritual Living in Portland, Oregon. We have many programs, classes, and workshops developed just for our online audience. To find out more, go to our website at cslportland.org and look under the Online tab. Our mission is to open hearts, ignite minds, and make a difference. If you'd like to support our center and its video podcast, you can donate online at cslportland.org slash donate. Allow us to become part of your extended spiritual community. Wherever you are on your spiritual journey, you are most welcome at the Center for Spiritual Living. Thank you to those of you here and those of you at home that are joining us today. I really appreciate you being here. And it is, uh, Catherine, I think it was the sunshine yesterday that lifted all of us up. Um, Thank you for all of those announcements and your beautiful prayer. I really invite you to join us on April 15 for the community co-creation service. This is an opportunity for us to come together and do some deep spiritual work together. And in that, we're going to release the old and begin to embrace something new. And that's bringing in uh, your next minister, your senior minister. And so this is a wonderful process. And so it's on, it's on Zoom. As Catherine said, you can uh, bring have your cup of coffee, stay in your house slippers and bathrobe, and uh, just join us online. So please sign up ahead of time so we can communicate and get you the information that you need. And there's, we have so many things going on. Please take advantage of the classes that we have. Every opportunity to learn and to grow is powerful. So take advantage of all these activities here for you. So our theme this month is cultivating authenticity. And as we talked about, it's based on the, the Gifts of Imperfection by Brene Brown. And uh, as we talked about last week, authenticity, Brene says, is the daily practice of letting go of who we think we're supposed to be, embracing who we are. Authenticity is not about trying to find something, but it's about uncovering and, and releasing those barriers, those attitudes, those beliefs that we have and uncovering our, our authenticity. So last week, we talked about wholehearted living and the importance to cultivate courage, compassion, and connection in the world. And authenticity is less a state of being and more a lived process of self-discovery. It's a process. And this resilience comes from within, and it increases over time. And so when we practice courage, compassion, and connection, that those are our foundation steps for allowing our authenticity to blossom. And once we're grounded in this work, then we have the ability to speak up and declare boundaries. And my topic this week is boundaries build bridges. So there was a a Christian man named Bill, and he saw an ad online for a Christian horse. Christian horse, what's that about? (laughs) 
So he decided to check it out. And the owner said, the horse is really easy to ride. It's a very easy horse to be with. When you want him to go, you say, praise the Lord. And when you want him to stop, you say, amen. And so Bill got on the horse and he tried it and he said, praise the Lord. And the horse started to walk. He said, wow, this is great. And then he said, praise the Lord again. And the horse started to trot. He said, I really like this. So he said, praise the Lord again. And the horse started to gallop. And he was, Bill was having just the best time ever. In fact, he was having such a good time, he barely noticed that they were coming to a cliff. But... <laughs> He noticed just in time, and he yelled really loud, amen, amen, and the horse stopped just in time. He was so relieved. He just bent over. He wiped his brow, and he said, oh, praise the Lord. <laughs> All right, you saw that coming. <laughs> Has nothing to do with boundaries. Let's just get that out of the way. Um, Nancy Levin, in her book, Setting Boundaries Will Set You Free, defines boundaries as a limit that you set to define what you will or will not do, or what you will or will not accept or tolerate from others. So if we want to express ourselves authentically, it's really important for us to share our boundaries. Um, boundaries are the container in which our authentic self resides. And so it's really powerful to have boundaries because it helps us to know what is ours to do and be in the world. And until we communicate them and hold others accountable, we can't expect others to honor them. And we may not feel comfortable sharing them because of beliefs we have. And sometimes we just feel like it's difficult to say. So I was having lunch with a friend, and I ordered lunch first. And she said, um, you didn't order French fries. You see, we both have this deep, abiding attachment to French fries. <laughs> and she said, I noticed you didn't order French fries, and I'm not sharing my fries today. <laughs> and I, there is a boundary. And I said, OK. So we both laughed, and then I ordered my French fries. No touching her plate today. So letting others know what our boundaries are keeps us from being taken advantage of, right? It helps us establish who we are. And it creates bridges by giving others a path to connect with us. It prevents others from stepping on our toes about something that may be uh, an issue for us. And when we're afraid to speak up and don't share our boundaries, we are unconsciously telling people how to treat us. That we don't stand up and say, no, I can't, I, I'm not able to do this. And then what happens is fear comes up from that sense of unworthiness, that somehow Maybe we don't deserve the space that we're in. And so when we say to live out loud, uh, our theme for the year invites us to share our boundaries out loud, that this is part of our authentic expression of who we are. We are 
are communicating what's important to us, what our values are, and what is, is meaningful to us. So let's say someone asked you to do something that you really don't want to do. Some people would have no problem saying no, right? Some of us have no problem saying no. But depending on our conditioning and how we are raised, another person might find it very uncomfortable to say no. It would feel too scary. It may result in that you get that feeling in the, in the, in the belly, like, oh, I don't really want to do this, but I don't know how to say no. I saw this for myself this week. I get to live out the talk before I give it, uh, let me tell you this. Um, so a friend called the other day and she was wanting this to do something on Facebook and uh, this, this thing on Facebook and she didn't know how to do it. And I said, oh, I can do that for you. I have no business saying I can do that for you. It was a very busy week. I have a lot on my plate. And I heard myself say the words, I can do that for you. And there's a part of me that's going, no, you can't. You don't have a minute to spare. No, you can't do that. But I found myself saying that. And she said, oh, no, I don't want to bother you. And then we talked it through, and she figured out another way to do it. But isn't that how it is? That we, we know we're not supposed to do that, but we say it anyway. So it's up to us to find that, to do the work to be able to speak that. The ability to say no, being firm with a boundary we need for ourselves, when we know we need something for ourselves. Uh, the ability to, to say no, we're being honest. And we're, we're not saying something being afraid to hurt someone or any other situation. Sometimes it becomes apparent that the difficulty in saying no is not a fear of rocking the boat, but it lies within in our bandwidth for discomfort. Most people have an aversion to discomfort, so they avoid things that create it. And um, Molly Kate Brown has an excellent article in the Science of Mind magazine this month about authenticity and boundaries. And she says, we often avoid discomfort unless we cultivate the muscle to work through it with tools like meditation and breath work. We might think, I don't want to hurt that person, but that understanding is short-sighted. The fact is, we don't want to feel uncomfortable. She goes on to say, the cultivation of the muscle to tolerate discomfort is experiential. It requires moving through the experience and at the same time learning that we are okay. I am okay and safe even if I'm uncomfortable speaking my truth. Cultivating this muscle yields authenticity and vulnerability. And so it's important to pay attention. She talks about using meditation and breath work, that place of willing to be in the silence. Can you be in the silence? Can you be with yourself and with those thoughts in a time of contemplation? There was a, a study in, uh, at the University of Virginia 
and they recruited volunteers to take part in thinking time, these thinking periods. So they put people in sparsely furnished rooms and they asked and they took away their phone and anything else and they asked them to sit and think. And some were told what to think about and others were told they could think about anything they wanted. Well, 50% of the people did not like it. They said they were bored. So the researchers decided to take it a step further. So for 15 minutes, they left participants alone in the lab room. But before they left, they showed them there was a button on the table. And if they wanted to, they could press the button and give themselves an electric shock. <laughs> and they, they interviewed people and asked, how, you know, how many of you would, would give yourself a shock? And they, most of them said they wouldn't. But they, let, they left them alone. And the results were startling. Even though people, 67% of the men and 25% of the women said that, uh, that they would not, no, I'm sorry, most of them said they would not inflict themselves. However, 67% of the men and 25% of the women chose to inflict a shock on themselves rather than sit there quietly. <laughs> The fear of being in the silence and listening to our own thoughts. And it's how do we get to know who we are unless we allow ourselves to do that? We have to learn to be comfortable with our own uncomfortableness. So there's three points to uh, talking about boundaries. First one, is we don't have to make up boundaries, we need to uncover them. Boundaries build bridges, and we know that we're, we need to communicate them. And we can't communicate them unless we know who, what they are. So I wanna back up here, because talking about boundaries is a huge topic. And we could go in so many different directions. There are so many nuances to it. There's so many types of boundaries, physical boundaries, emotional boundaries, spiritual boundaries. There's all these different ways of seeing it. Let's start at the beginning. What's the beginning? We need to have our own inner awareness. It's knowing who we are. And that awareness is key. When I am aware that I am made up of spirit, mind, body, and emotions, that those are the aspect of myself. And we're going to cover this topic at, on the, April 15th. We're gonna talk about this topic um, of understanding our holistic self that we make up spirit, mind, body, and emotion. And so it's important for us to be aware. And here's what we know. Thoughts create emotions and emotions dictate our actions, right? Emotions are energy and motions. Remember last month, I shared, talked about emotions and talked about an acronym for creating peace around our emotions. P stands for pay attention. E, experience your emotions. A, accept your emotions. C, and I, I re-looked at this, C is creating calmness, 
creating calmness around the issue, and E is expressing gratitude for my awareness. This empowers us to learn how to respond rather than react. People are vying for our attention and looking for ways to hook our emotions. Think about it. Marketing people, they spend millions and millions of dollars figuring out how to can grab that and hook us with those emotional ideas, emotional way of looking at something. They want to learn how to hook us. Politicians do the same thing, spend millions in marketing to find out how to hook us. And unfortunately, most of the time, it's in fear, right? The third, the news people. News, the news is all about fear, but they hooked us because fear is so dramatic. Breaking news, what does breaking news mean anymore? Breaking news could be that the cat was lost down the street or that something big happened in Washington. It could be anything because they've overused it. So every day there's breaking news about something. So we're being hooked to with our emotions. So the gift is each one of us builds that awareness that I know who I am. I know what I am. I know how I serve in the world. I know what my emotions are. I am not, I, uh, I don't react to them, but I take a breath and I'm able to respond. It's because there's nothing wrong with the marketing people and the politicians and the news people. They're just doing their jobs. What happens is when we don't come out of awareness. And when we don't come out of awareness, we can't ex express our boundaries as well. Take time to become familiar with your limits with your non-negotiables. This is a, a way of self-discovery. Once you know where you're at, then you can create boundaries and communicate about them. And boundaries are, men ha may have one way of looking at things and women have another way of looking at things. I remember I was having a discussion with a man, we were talking about going to uh, vacationing in Mexico and he was telling me how safe it was to walk around at night outside. And, and, I, and, I, and I said, uh, you're a guy. And right there, it stopped him. Totally different experience. Totally different experience. So we have to pay attention. So what's true for me? What's true for each one of us? The second point is to practice courage and communicate. Practice courage and communicate it. So communicating our boundaries, as we said, can feel difficult and scary. But the more we do it, the easier it becomes. Avoidance feels easier, but we're just delaying the process, right? Deciding to be brave and asking for what you need may not get the results we hope for. But these boundaries 
because this is a new conversation for us. But every time we do it, we become more aware and have a deeper connection in that and are able to speak our truth. So here's, here's my story that I don't want to tell. <laughs> but I was 20-something. Uh, I, I met a guy. I was 20-something. I met a guy. That tells you the whole story right there, right? Uh, and... I asked him to go with me to a wedding. My friend was getting married, and I wanted to go to a wedding. And he said, sure, I'll go. So the week before the wedding, a um, couple weeks before the wedding, I didn't hear from him. He, like, wasn't calling. We weren't connecting. And I kept leaving him messages and saying, uh, the wedding's coming up on Saturday. I uh, want to make sure you're going to go. And finally, he, he said he was going. So we went to the wedding, and the, the, the worst part of this wedding, it was on a boat. So we're captive on a boat for four hours. And so we go to the wedding, and uh, they do the wedding ceremony first, and then we uh, have dinner, and then he disappeared. I didn't see him the whole rest of the time. He was somewhere else on the boat. Never where I was. And so I put on a happy face, and I visited with my friends, and I made the best out of it. And when the night, the night ended, he dropped me off and never heard from him again. Now, what happened? I had no boundaries. I was more attached to taking somebody to the wedding. Anybody else ever been there? <laughs> Girls? <laughs> Ever been there? More attached to taking somebody to a wedding. When he didn't call, I, my first mistake was I should have called and said, gosh, haven't heard from you. Uh, I'm taking somebody else to the wedding. Or that's not going to work out for us because I haven't heard from you. Uh, second thing was, is like, are you having a problem connecting? Because why aren't we connecting here on the boat? Do you need to be by yourself? Or talking to him about it later. But I was so terrified, I didn't want to talk about it. And I was just, and then he left, and that was the end. I had no sense of myself, no connection. And what I thought of, you know, it always happens after the fact. I thought of a million things I could have said, right? I know girls, you're all, uh, ladies, you're all looking and going, yeah, you could have said this. You could have said that. I could have said some really good things. But I didn't, I didn't have those boundaries. I didn't have that awareness. It's all about awareness. We start at the beginning. Begin. What is, who am I? What am I spiritually, physically, emotionally, mentally? What how do I build that awareness so I am able to make those, set those boundaries to speak that truth for myself? That's the truth for myself. So when we're practicing courage and communication, give yourself, again, space and time to meditate, to breathe, and to take a moment to decide that Take a moment to think about things. I can't give you an answer right now. I'll get back to you with that answer. We wouldn't feel guilty if a friend asked us for change and we didn't have any cash on us, would we? But yet, we feel guilty about saying no. 
that I'm not able. When my friend called me to help with her project, I have no capacity left in me. No, I can't help you with this. I hope you can work it out. That's the third point. No is a complete sentence. <laughs> no is a complete sentence. Knowing our values and limits empowers us to live in alignment. It's okay to say no. It's okay that we can't do, we can't do something. And when we say yes and we mean no, we compromise our comfort in order to please someone else. In many situations, we're the ones that are crossing our own boundaries, right, when we don't know them. So honoring our boundaries is an act of self-love and cultivates our authenticity. So we teach others how to be with us. How will they know unless we teach them what I'm able to do and not and unable to do? And once we know our boundaries, it's an act of love to share them with each other. And when boundaries get crossed, then it's an opportunity to share what, what is needed. Just like my friend saying, I'm not sharing my french fries today. You get your own or none. That, that was, you know, she did it in a loving way and we were able to connect and, and know what, what was true for each of us. It takes practice. Authenticity takes practice. And so does building boundaries. Loving ourselves and others clarifies for us, this is what I will or will not do. In order to have healthy boundaries, we come from that place of worthiness. We are spiritual beings having a human experience. And we're having a human, and we are human beings having a spiritual remembering of who we really are. And it's to remember daily that we are loved and surrounded with infinite possibilities. I am a divine idea in the mind of God. Would you say that with me? I am a divine idea in the mind of God. The freedom of God is my freedom. Freedom of God is my freedom. The power of God is my power. The presence of God is with me. The mind of God is my mind. The strength of God is my strength. The joy of God is my joy. The love of God is my love now. It's that opportunity to remember each moment that we are loved beyond everything else. We are loved infinitely and beautifully. And it is ours to remember that, embrace that, and live from that place. So beyond everything else, remember most of all that you are loved. Blessings. So let's take this into prayer. So knowing that I am love, that I am one with that infinite power of love, I know that truth for each of us here, that that divine expression of love is, it, 
emulates and embodies us as freedom, as wholeness, as peace, as unity, all that God is, I am. And so that divine expression of God is who I am in the world. And so I know for each one of us here that we take this on, we know this truth, and we take it with us wherever we go. We emulate the expression of love in the world. And so from that place of love, we live in a state of grace. And how grateful I am for this knowing, for this ability, for this revelation. I am so grateful. I release this word with deep gratitude. And together we affirm. And so it is. And so it is. We hope you enjoyed today's podcast. If you happen to be in the Portland, Oregon area, we'd love to have you visit in person. The Portland Center for Spiritual Living is located at 6211 Northeast Martin Luther King Jr. Boulevard. Our inspirational service is at 11 a.m. every Sunday. We also have many programs, classes, and workshops developed just for our online audience. To find out more, go to our website at cslportland.org and look under the online tab. We have a variety of content dedicated specifically for our podcast listeners. Our mission is to open hearts, ignite minds, and make a difference. If you'd like to support our center and its podcasts, you can donate online at cslportland.org donate. Our website is also the place to learn more about what's going on at the center or to contact us. Allow us to become part of your extended spiritual community. Wherever you are in your spiritual journey, you are most welcome at the Center for Spiritual Living.